That's like holiday music. <laughs> That's too happy for this. <laughs> so from her car in Orange County, California, Jennifer Oliver O'Connell joins us. Hi, Jennifer. Hello. How are you? Good, good. How are you doing? Good. Happy uh, pre-Thanksgiving. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we we were we were trying to have a first happy A block, but we <laughs> we're both I'm here. <laughs> Paints here, so it had to get so negative. We're, we're, yeah, we were both depressing people. We dragged it down. <laughs> so tell me. There's plenty to be thankful for. Yeah, there is, isn't there? So what are you thankful for, Jen? Uh, I am thankful for a House majority. Ah, yeah. <laughs> a Republican House majority. That is, And also thankful that that majority was won thanks to California, the place people love to curse, but we're the ones that got everybody over the line. And we just, uh, David Valadeo of district 21, kind of in the middle of the state, he just won his race. So that makes 220. That's right. In our, our Republican house. Jen, can you explain something to me? I know that the facts on this, but I don't really know why. So supposedly Uh last year, California had a $90 billion surplus, and this year they have a $23 billion deficit. Why is that? What the hell? Because because we have a governor who gaslights, and we also have a uh, budget chair who cooks the books. His name is Phil Ping, for those of you who don't know him. Never elect him to anything. He, he actually was trying for higher office, and I, another story at another time. We hope to take care of that. But uh, Mr. Ting was basically hired. He was hired from the city of San Francisco. He's part of that San Francisco cabal uh, as the county assessor. And he cooked the books on property taxes. I don't know if you remember about maybe 10 or so, 15 years ago when Pelosi was first House Speaker. There was this whole big thing about the property taxes in San Francisco and corruption in there and all that stuff. No, I remember. I, I remember the corruption part, but I don't remember the thing about the property taxes. Do you, Hank? Okay. No. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, it, it, it's a story that happened. People can find it. But uh, Ting was the engineer of that. He was county assessor at that time when all of that was going on. They rewarded him handsomely by electing him to assembly, and then he's the budget chair over the entire state for the assembly. So he basically makes sure that the budget says whatever Gavin Newsom or Jerry Brown out as well, because he was under Brown says what it's supposed to say. And then, you know, they're creating money out of thin air. And ultimately that is particularly with the COVID money that just disappeared uh, and other things. Eventually it's going to be found out. Well, we've been found out. There is, there's no doubt at this point that at some point California is going to go bankrupt. I mean, there's no way they can yeah. do this. You know? Yeah, they, they, they're saving it off as much as possible, or should I say not saving it off as much as possible, just trying to disguise it and make it look, you know, Gavin Newsom is very good at blowing smoke. And that's exactly what he's been doing, blowing smoke, pretending that we have a surplus, using COVID money and cooking COVID books to make it. I mean, this is why we've been in forever state of emergency and forever COVID, because he's he was loving those federal dollars. Hey, but Jen. Now that season is gone. Jen, what is the actual uh, breakdown uh, per seat of the assembly uh, in terms of Democrats and Republicans? What actually is it? Do you know? 
you know, there's still some races being called. Uh, not a whole lot of Republicans. Yes, <laughs> I, I, I know that. that That's why I asked. And, I and, and, and yeah, and, and about 80 seats in the assembly, maybe 10 are Republicans. Yeah, that's why I figured, right? It, 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 yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, I don't and, understand. And the race is being called. Yeah. Can you explain to me now? I, I lived there years ago, but it's been a long time. How do all these liberals get in a room and do all this crazy stuff? I mean, w- what are they thinking? Is that a, Am I asking a rhetorical question or what the hell? You know, I don't understand. Yeah, How- yeah you're, you're asking a rhetorical question, sort of, but it's all, you know, there, there are two things that I feel like factor in. One, because of the way they've engineered the system, people do not vote. I think it was a 39% turnout for this midterm election oh, that's among interesting. California voters. You know, here Horrible. Minnesota, we a, usually lead the, lead the nation. I think we had a 91% turnout, if I'm right. Is that right? Well, yeah, that Johan's right? out there with their $100 bills getting yeah. around to vote. <laughs> that's right. That's it, right. It's something about cold-weather states, because Wisconsin, they believe in their voting, too. Yeah. Uh, we, we, we need to go back to cold-weather. You know, maybe we need some inclement weather out here to get people motivated to exercise their constitutional rights. But the liberals, the leftists, have capitalized on that laziness or whatever you want to call it, disenchantment, malaise. Uh, They've capitalized on that and have packed, you know, not only the people who count the votes, but the agenda. They've packed it with activists. So you have these activists running for office. You have they're backed by unions which vote for them to give the appearance that this is who's popular and this is the way things are going to go. And they know that certain people are just going to lay down and die. Yeah. Yeah. In, 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 in this last election cycle, thankfully there's a lot of people that fought back, not saying we, we succeeded in that fight back, but we did fight back. We did stand up and say, no, we're not going to just go along with your agenda, you know, get with your gaslighting, with your lies. This candidate is better. Here's what's happening. So a lot of people were tearing off the covers. Uh, unfortunately, that didn't help the city of Los Angeles because now they have a communist mayor. Oh, but uh, I'm sorry, who won? I can't remember. Karen Bass was candidate. Oh, <laughs> you know, it's like so, so, suddenly, you know, Rick, Rick Caruso. They were neck and neck, and then suddenly, oh, Karen Bass is in the lead now. God. And you know, now, yeah. Yeah, good luck with that. Holy shit. Good, good, good luck with that. Between the city council being taken over by the Democrat Socialists of America and a communist in the mayor's office, I, I don't have a whole lot of hope for Los Angeles. So you mean all. the council's literally been taken over by the, the literal Democratic Socialists of America? I mean, the actual party two, people? Two, two, of, two of the candidates, the, the candidate elects who have won elections are Democrat Socialists of America, very much associated with them and endorsed by them. God. Uh, of course, of course, we've got the feckless de Leon who refuses to resign because he wants to keep his pension, but he's pretty much useless. He has no committees. He doesn't show up for meetings anymore because of that whole Latinx racist scandal. Right. Then you'll have, Joseph uh, Hill's seat was taken over by one of those Democrat Socialist Unisses. Hugo Martinez, I forget what the last hyphen on his name is. He is a Democrat socialist. He just won his election. Uh, so, yeah, it, 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 it's not even a slow infiltration anymore. They're taking over. So, in And the- that, that whole thing with Martinez and uh, 
De Leon and Sabil that was all engineered by unions to wipe them out. In the first block here, before you came on, Jen, Hank was talking about the fact that basically education's left. I don't want to put words in your mouth, Hank, so forgive me if I don't get this right, that education's basically let us down because we're not teaching anybody anything. And how come, why is it that we can't convince people that socialism never, ever works? Well, they don't know what because, it is. Because there's no, they, right, they don't know what it is. They don't understand the practical implications of socialism. Uh, you know, how it works out practically in the world. All they hear is, you know, oh, this is going to be free. And isn't it, you know, they go by the concept of fairness. Everybody wants things fair. It's it's innate in us to want things to be fair. And so they manipulate that and use that to inculcate socialism. That's Not understanding that, A, life is not always fair, and B, you need to work and earn in order to appreciate it and also in order to make things fair, equitable, or more equal for other people. Well, also but getting just a, something for nothing, there is no such thing. Right. That's exactly. The thing is, socialism isn't fair either, you know, but yeah. Right. Yeah. So I, I have a yeah, question. Go ahead. Jen, is so in Minnesota, our legislature is made up of 67 senators and 134 representatives. Are you, mm-hmm. are you telling me California only has 80? It, there are 80 districts, 80 or so districts throughout the state. Mm-hmm. I agree. For, particularly California, not California, particularly the city of Los Angeles and the county of Los Angeles probably should be broken up even more. Yes. Because there, there are too many people who handle too much. Uh, as well as disparate areas that, you know, one part of the district hates the other part of the district. So, yeah, that, that there needs to be more representatives and more local representation. Yes. It, so you guys that, have that, almost that, 40 that, million people, and we have about 6 million, and we have three times, two and a half times, yeah. the the representation. How do we you even, got it. How do we even get there? I mean— if you ask someone that on the street, we if you said, "Hey, we Minnesota has two hundred and one legislators. How many do you think California has?" They'd say four hundred. Yeah, right. I'm Should glad you double. pointed this out. I don't. I didn't know that when, either. Yeah. Well, when she said eighty, I'm like, "What the hell? Is she, what the hell's eighty? Yeah, yeah. Eighty in mean, LA. That's the that's the assembly district. I think there's like maybe forty, fifty senators, state senators, but still, and and depending on the city. Yeah, I, I mean, you only have city of Los Angeles is somewhere in six, seven million, I think, of people. Don't don't quote me on that, but somewhere around that ballpark, you have ten city council people handling that many people in a city. That makes no sense. So you get one of those seats; it's worth gold. Yeah, you got it, and and they sit there forever. They stay there forever until they move on to higher higher office, which. The last useless mayor, Eric Garcetti, that's exactly, that was his path. City council for 12 years, and then he ran for mayor, and, you know, now I hope he <laughs> goes and hides under a hole somewhere. He's probably going to get some huge consulting gig. So is the, assembly, but, yeah. is the assembly just waiting for a Democratic president so they can declare bankruptcy and have get bailed out? Is that what's going to happen here? They have a Democrat president. Yeah, they do. They, yeah, we have, they have a Democrat president, a Democrat governor. Um, I think as long as the federal government, as long as you got Joe Biden and and you know Nancy Pelosi is no longer around, 
handling the purse strings anymore. But as long as you've got allies in the government who are willing to prop you up, yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll keep pulling us along until the wheels fall off. And then like Hank, some, right, like, yeah. like Hank said in the A Block, then we just give them uh, magic money. <laughs> yeah, it's fake money. Fake money, right. That's right. Yeah. What people don't understand, you know, they're just like, oh, we hate California. It should go into the ocean, blah, blah, blah. It's like the implosion of this state is going to affect everybody. <laughs> well, it is. Affect, it, it already has infected the entire United States. All of the, you know, Arizona, what's happening there, some of the bad voting juju that's been happening in other states. Where do you think it started? It started here. So. Oh. California can lead the way in a good way, and now I believe we are with some of the elected representatives we have in the House, you know, particularly Kevin Kiley, who's a, a champion and someone that I consider just an awesome choice to be a part of the House of Representatives. Things are going to change, and I look forward to things changing or at least, you know, some fight being brought into the House of Representatives to well, Jen, you, you, you brought this up, and it's on my rundown for today. I'm going to mention it now about Maricopa County in Arizona. Now, this is amazing. Yeah. 85% of the people working in the polls, the polling uh, employees of Maricopa County, say they're concerned about the fact that the election for governor was not fair. 85% yeah. of the people working there. Do not think exactly. I mean, it's crazy. And then I just found this out today. We've been bitching and moaning about the fact that Hobbs didn't recuse herself from the election. And actually, that's against Arizona law. By law, she has to. I just found that out this morning. So what the? Yeah. And the thing is, if why wouldn't you? I mean, it's the even if if there's no cheating involved at all, the optics are so bad it's ridiculous. You know, it, it, know. It, it is very ridiculous because, I mean, the optics were bad on Brian Kemp, too, when that happened with Stacey Abrams. But he at least recused himself. Yes. Hobbs, Hobbs refused to do that, along with refusing to debate. It, it, it's like it, part of the thing is she was a terrible candidate, hands down. Yeah. How, but, how did she win anything being that awful? But she also acted, she's acting like she kind of knew she was going to win. If you knew you were no, going to win. She, she did, yeah. Yeah, if you knew, yeah, if you were guaranteed to win, that's the way you'd act. Right. You're, you know? Yeah. Right. Exactly. She was stayed in her lane. Exactly. Yeah. You know, stayed in the basement. It's a basement strategy. You know, if you know you're yeah. going to win, if you know you're going to win, it works. It's terrible. And, 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 they're, and they're setting precedent. We have a, sadly, a vegetable in the Senate with John Fetterman. Yep. We have a, a vegetable in the White House with President Joe Biden. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so basically being feckless, useless, and barely sentient runs with the Democrats. And then if you bring up the fact that maybe there's cheating involved, they call you a bigot and a racist. You know? Yeah, or, an, just, or an ableist in yeah. terms of right. <laughs> Yeah. I know. I'm, I'm. I'm starting to think this. I'm hoping this thing in Arizona turns out to be a turning point. Uh, it's like you know. Uh, I got a quote here. This is from Carolyn Wren, who's an advisor for Carrie Lake on her campaign. She's on Steve Bannon the other day, and she says, "This is a quote: We are facing an existential crisis as a party. Our grassroots supporters do not have faith in the elections, nor should they." Here's the big the the. the chaser and if we don't fight yeah. this now then when and that's my feeling too you know i know people exactly 
People they, are t- they had an opportunity to do it in 2020. Yes. Uh, people poured money. The RNC still hasn't answered to people what happened to all that money fighting for election integrity. Yeah. They have no answer for it. So, yeah, Arizona is ground zero at this point, and I hope things are uncovered and unmasked to show that, yeah, you know, people are going, oh, you know, we need to stop, we need to move on. It's like, no, you need to secure election integrity, whether they're right or whether they're wrong. Pull off the covers and let's investigate. Right. That, absolutely, and, and, and see. Don't claim. Oh no! It's it was it was the most you know integrous election in the world. You know, if it is, then put it under scrutiny. And what's going on in Arizona is either cheating or incompetence, and neither one of those things are good. You know, even if they're and I and I, and I think a combination of the two may be at, at play. I do my too. prediction. That's yeah. yeah. They they know the secret sauce to make both of those work in their favor. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. Oh, yeah. I, I totally agree. Yeah. Well, we dragged yeah. that down another gutter, didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> well, here's the thing: why lie to yourself? No, it's true. There's no. There, it is gonna get bad, so you might as well not try to shock yourself. Yeah. And realize. Yeah. I'll end this on an, on an up note. It's still good, like you said, Hank, in the A block. It's still good to be an American. You won the lottery. That's right. If you were born here, or yeah. you're an American citizen, or you snuck in the border. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Right, right. And and again, we are still in America. We are still a nation of laws, despite the Democrat Party and others trying to kill those laws or not follow them. Uh, another bit of good news out of California. There were in the 2020 election, there were a bunch of congressional candidates who filed a lawsuit against Gavin Newsom and the state and Alex Padilla, who was the former Secretary of State, now unfortunately Senator, they filed a lawsuit against the election practices, against the voting practices in the state of California. And the lower court tried to toss it out. They appealed. And the Supreme Court basically said, the Ninth Circuit said, no, this needs to go forward. We need to look under the hood and what happened in 2020. That's good. So that's a victory. It is. That's a victory. That that means it is going forward. And in fact, I'm, I'm talking to some of the candidates who are part of the lawsuit, Buzz Patterson, Aja Smith, and uh, Chris Bish, about, you know, how they're feeling about this and what do they think it portends. But the, it, it, for California, that's huge. It is. Sp- because I mean- we, we, do have, we do have so many bad election practices and practices that were just shoved through by a supermajority legislature, which is not fair to the clients, it's not fair to grassroots candidates, and it needs to be examined and looked at and uncovered. From what I understand, nationwide, because of COVID, there's 17 states that essentially passed unconstitutional election laws based on the quote-unquote COVID emergency. And, and, that is and 12, that is of them, 12 of them are still sticking. It's still going yep. on. It's bullshit. Yeah. Well, it, it needs to go. Jennifer, I want to and, let you know that so we, we at Conk News are very thankful for you. Yes, thank you for joining well, us. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Well, now, I'm thankful for Conk News. It's always, you know, always nice to find a place where I can pontificate, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that's why we love that's this right. place. That's right. That's why we love this place. <laughs> thank you, Hank. <laughs> Hank's right. It's true. It's true. Well, uh, you have a good Thanksgiving week. 
Jen, and we'll talk to you soon, okay? You too. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Thank you. You too. Thanks. You're welcome. Bye-bye. That's Jennifer Oliver O'Connell. She writes for her Substack feed, asgirlturns.com, and on Red State. And we're happy, thrilled to have her here. She's a we're con- thankful she's this week for her. We're thankful. Thank you, Hank. We should be thankful every week, but we're guys. Yeah, but yeah. 